0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Video Game Logic. Today's episode was recorded on December the 7th, 2021. I'm your host, gaming psychologist, and with me as always, my partner in cybercrime, Caffeine Rage. On today's show, we will of course be discussing, slightly late, the November Game Club Watchdogs. We'll be revealing to you what our next Game Club game is. Ubisoft admits its handling of misconduct lost some workers' trust. <coughs> PlayStation Ugh. VP fired after being caught by a pedophilia sting operation. Cyberpunk 2077 will be seen as a, quote, very good game, unquote. CD Projekt Red says, Joseph or Yosef Fares, It Takes Two is hit by a Take Two claim. Um, We have a Community Corner article, uh, slight editorializing here. Game developer accuses real-life weapons manufacturer of stealing its gun designs twice. And uh, I forgot to put it in the show notes. If time allows, we will do a Steam Discovery queue. But I'm not gonna lie; I don't think time is probably gonna allow that. Uh, Timestamps will be in the show notes, following the respective topics. Hello, Rage. Hello. What's up?
1: Uh, not too much.
0: All right. Same here. Good night.
1: And that's the, uh,
0: <laughs> that's the show, everybody. That's the show, folks. That's it. Oh, Porky Pig is gonna
1: burst through the the screen. He would dip, 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 That's that's all, folks. Uh, assuming he's not been canceled. I mean, uh, somebody had the Looney Tunes aren't allowed it anymore. <laughs> well, for a while, yeah. Uh, yeah. Speedy Gonzalez wasn't allowed until, uh, Beskins <laughs> actually said that they like him. Speedy because, Gonzalez yeah. and Slowpoke Rodriguez, the fastest gun in the west. <laughs> I do miss like... Looney Tunes though. <laughs> yeah, I
0: like Speedy Gonzalez. I always thought that that was f- a fun cartoon. I haven't seen any Looney Tunes in, oh, God, 15
1: years, maybe? Maybe more? Well, what I've seen is basically the shitty movies that they put out. All right, yeah. Yo. Yeah, I-, I saw somebody doing a breakdown of Space Jam 2, and whew, I-, I had low expectations of that movie, and from everything that they said, it's even worse than I expected. Yeah. Space Jam 1 wasn't a good movie, per se. That was it was a fun movie.
0: Fun. And from what I've heard, Space Jam 2 wasn't even fun. I don't know. I haven't seen it, so. And I doubt I will, unless my kid is like, I want to well, watch Space Jam.
1: Well, for me, if I recall correctly, they are fighting an AI that's wanting to basically do what Warner Brothers is doing, you know, Soulless corporate sellout <laughs> of their franchises. It's I just see. complete lack of self-awareness.
0: Real right. life imitating
1: art or art imitating real life. Whatever. Well, it can, it's not even imitation if they don't even you know, realize what they're talking about. Right. Fair enough. But speaking of AIs and cyber things... Yeah,
0: might as well uh, use that to dive in. So we uh, are doing our November Game Club slightly late. We missed recording last week, although we weren't going to talk about it anyways last week. Um, mostly because Rage was sick in the middle of the month and had like a week, week and a half.
1: Yeah, it was eve- like a week and a half where uh, I was just blarg and uh, kind of hopped up on cough medicine. Yeah. And so, when I wasn't just completely out of it, I just had a, a bit of a migraine and didn't want to focus on a stealthy game. Yeah, and Watch, Watch Dogs is a very long, very
0: in depth, very convoluted game. In depth, like lore wise and stuff. We'll we'll get into that. So at <laughs> the extra time needed, um, so we pushed it back, and then we wound up not not being able to record last week. Anyways, had some stuff going on. Um, so here we are. We're gonna talk about watchdogs. For anyone who is brand new and has never uh, heard us do a game club episode before, hello, welcome to the show. Um, How are you doing? Used to this has changed a lot over the last couple of years, but used to, Rage and I really never played the same game, the same games, all that often. And if we did, they usually weren't at the same time. So game club was a way for us to come together, play the same game at the same time, and talk about it. Um. And this time, like I said, we got or we, we decided to play
1: Watch Dogs. Yeah, this has been on the list for quite a while. Yeah, it was. I think, it's, I think it's actually one of the original games that was on the Game Club long list.
0: Yeah, it was given away by Ubisoft several years ago. Um, I played through it on uh, Xbox in, in 2014 when the game released. Yeah, I, I remember
1: it. playing a fair amount of it. When Ubisoft gave it away, uh, my computer at the time it could run it, but it was kind of borderline. Once you got into the main city, so I kind of just put it back down and never really touched it until Game Club. Yeah, Watchdogs
0: is a, is weird. Um, not yeah. well, the game a little bit itself, but this whole this whole thing feels very weird because when I f- played this one, we didn't know what we do now about ubisoft and a number of other companies uh corporate culture and the way that it treats its workforce particularly women um and so you know i played it happy-go-lucky like yay cool video game about hacking and stuff and coming back to it both as a i almost said more mature that's probably not true let's say a more experienced gamer um and with the knowledge of what ubisoft has done
1: it It was just weird to play um I, I, with for how woke it tries to be and how uh liberal i guess it wants to be with its politics yeah
0: let's let's before we before we dive off on the deep end in this conversation let's talk a little bit about what watchdogs is yeah. um watchdogs is an open world at the time i would have called it a gta style game um, I think it really is now would just be thought of as like a Ubisoft open world game. Yeah, they kind of cornered the a, the market on this type of game.
1: Yeah, it, it it has that kind of feel of this is a Ubisoft game because you know you have towers that you have to well in this case reach not climb. Uh, it has a handful of uh, this pretty much the same activities scattered across the map, and there's just a bunch of little activities to do it's it it had i had this kind of feeling of how i felt with yakuza where there was always something to kind of distract you from your main objective but with watchdogs it's always the same thing you know it's uh you know oh look there's some place that i could check in here or uh for that side mission Uh, if i go a street over i could uh Uh, go play a shell game again or go to another uh, uh, coffee shop or, you know, it just felt it felt like it was copy and pasted over and over and over and over and over again on the same uh, map, where uh, the geometry of the world's different but the overall activities are the same, and that's kind of how I kind of felt in the last Couple years about Ubisoft games in general, where there are a couple really decent ideas, but they copy it over and over and over again. And there's not a lot of depth of what you're doing. There's not a lot of actual reason to go do those things because there's, uh, you know, why do this side, mi- uh, side mission, uh, you know, twenty seven when it's feels exactly like the last twenty six times. Right,
0: yeah, they run all of their ideas in the ground pretty hardcore. Um, Watchdogs is set in sort of this nebulous alternate reality a- at the time the game was released, like alternate reality, like near future of you know, like the mid 2010s. Um,
1: <laughs> where yeah, that yeah, it turns out uh, technology didn't end up like that, by the way.
0: No, where the technology is like weirdly pseudo magical in how it's sort of this sci-fi idea of how people thought cloud technology was going to change things. Uh, it's
1: 2013, by the way.
0: Okay. Yeah, the game was originally developed in 2008 or 2009. It got pushed back yeah. several times then. So it wound up releasing like at around the exact same time, but it was supposed to be like a near future thing. But anyways, you know, cloud technology like was, you know, this nebulous thing at one point in time, and everyone thought like the Internet of Things was going to completely upturn the world in like this weird way, and it certainly has changed, it it genuinely has changed a lot of things, um, but not
1: in the way that that the game imagined.
0: So, or to the
1: scale that it imagined because that's the other thing. The internet of things is very much, you know, in-house personal while uh, this game thinks that you know everything is tied to it. Yeah. <laughs> Including so, public works which is an incredibly bad idea as the game tries to demonstrate but at the same time completely misses the point of.
0: Yeah, but so it, the, the game is, is very much like do cool hacker things um, but it, it Honestly, it kind of feels like you're casting magic spells with the way that the hacking works. As you're The, the like-
1: way I, it always felt to me is there has to be a skin somewhere of one of the doctors from Doctor, Doctor Who because it feels like he's using the sonic screwdriver than, more than it does actual hacking. And yeah. that's more because of how they convolute it where for a lot of the missions, you have to have line of sight for whatever it is. That's not how hacking works.
0: No, that's not how. Yeah. Uh,
1: so you, you could magically hack this guy's uh, camera because you could see him through the window, not because you've, you. Yep. Know, just oh.
0: The game also has this weird fascination with anonymous, and in the game, they're DeadSec. Uh, that's like their you know their hacker activist group name or whatever. But I mean, it's a real world parallel to anonymous. And there was a time where that Anonymous was looked at very, you know, fondly with, like, ah, yes, these anonymous hackers are going to bring down the government, the corrupt government. And, like, sort of the way that Anonymous works, very broadly speaking, is like they're, you know, isolated people or small groups kind of all saying they operate under the same thing. And many of them have been very corrupt, bad. You know bad faith operators and sure there have been at least with what we know that you know what's been discovered through investigation or credibly leaked like yeah some anonymous you know hackers or hacktivists or whatever you want to call them have been good but more often than not they tend to be corrupt and and you know who would have known like somebody trying to you know exploit someone else even if it's a government like a lot of times they're, they're a government or a corporation even if what they're doing is on the its face, like, a good thing, you know, their motives are usually not pure, right? Like, nobody's clean, IRL. So, but, you know, they're, they're obsessed with DedSec, the game, you know, portraying, like, these anonymous-style hackers as, like, very, oh, they're good, they're great, they have pure motives. They want information to be free and people's privacies to be
1: respected. Um, in the re- canon... Re- your characters. Going around hacking random security cameras, looking into private homes for the lols. Yeah, and and hacking random people on the street to
0: steal their money and find out their personal information for shits and giggles.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, stealing $1,200 from a a disabled veteran uh, that's walking down the street, right?
0: Yep. So
1: the, The game is just a mess of tones, where it wants to have this really serious conversation about information... About the Internet of Things, about how government is, cor- uh, is corrupt. Uh, but remember, Ubisoft never, never talks politics, right? Yeah, their games aren't uh, political. And then it has this weird AR drug trip thing. And then it has your main character, like we said, walk around literally stealing money from random people. And ruining their lives, or you know listening to conversations for whatever reason, sometimes it does pop up something, but then there's other times that it's you yeah, know, uh, it's, uh, you know uh, someone dropping off an item for someone else, and you're just stealing it for whatever reason yeah and, and it's also his voice acting it keeps it sounds like he woke up, chugged a bottle of vodka. Smoked a pack of cigarettes, then gargled it uh, all with uh, some uh, gravel. I mean, we-
0: <laughs> I think it's supposed to be like dark, mysterious, broody. It's goofy. It just comes across. And your voice got really high pitched there. Very it's, animated it's about goofy.
1: this. Th- that's what it is. It, it's-, it's it's a nine-year-old's idea of what a a dark, mysterious person would be
0: yeah, no you're absolutely correct, yeah,
1: and, and hearing him trying to have an interaction with his family, with his sister and and nephew, because uh, he went on this big uh, uh vigilante thing because his niece got killed in retaliation for shit. he did. yeah, so it's just uh, it, it, was this their best idea? Uh, What was the ideas that were scrapped? Right? I mean... I mean, it could work if it was written by and developed by a competent company. But that's not Ubisoft. Because, yeah, we have an entire franchise of films about a guy that went off because they killed his dog. Right?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that series of films, though, was excellent. But I think... You can have a story with any premise if it's told competently, respectfully, and, you know, makes a point. Like, the point doesn't have to be anything, like, grand, but as long as it sticks to whatever that is. And Watch Dogs is tonally all over the place. Its narrative is all over the place. It doesn't have a clear messaging. And so it leaves it feeling very... At, at best, sort of, you know, middling, you know,
1: confusing. And it's also still kind of caught up in its own, we're hackers. or Like that first real cutscene where you get an idea of his uh, motivations uh, after the initial, you know, yeah, blunder at the stadium uh, you know, slash tutorial, whatever. And he goes uh, to his bunker motel room Flea station, whatever, because you know that place has to reek to high heaven. Yeah, Uh, and has a dream nightmare flashback to when his niece got killed, but it was in hacker vision, and and it's just why. At first, I thought you know I had a corrupted file or something, so I went online to look at the cutscene, and no, it's supposed to look like you know it. It, it, it was from like a, a J or, or a GIF that was downloaded in like 1992 with artifacting and random uh, uh, effects on it. It's just why he's not a yeah. cyborg, right? Why, why is he dreaming like this?
0: I mean, he's he's robotic, but I don't think he's actually a robot,
1: although it would explain a few things. <laughs> um, yeah. A cyborg sent from a more interesting time to blend up the timeline. Yep. Yeah, and the entire story. So I,
0: I had beaten the game. I played enough of it to kind of remind myself about how the gameplay functions. And then I looked up some of the story beats to remind myself what the story was.
1: Yeah, I, I looked at a little bit of it, and it just is convoluted and kind of crazy. Uh, I got most of the way through the first act of five. And met the escapee from Hot Topic. <laughs> and and let's just put it this way. All the characters are so bland and the story is so forgettable that the main characters have to wear the icons of their organizations. And which yeah. is hilarious whenever Adrian is at his sister saying, No, I'm not uh, hacking while wearing the icon of the, one of the local hacker groups. Right? Yeah. Um... I will say, like, the
0: game, the story remains convoluted the entire time. I'm not going to say that it doesn't, but I do think that it gets, as it goes on, it gets better, which is good. I mean, they could have fucked it up and made it worse as it went on. But it seems to be the more that they got into, like, him becoming a, a, you know, big-time hacker man, again, the story gets better, and it gets a little bit sillier. There's one mission where you go to like a junkyard where you meet like the crazy prepper guy who unfortunately is much too, you know, much has too many parallels to current day, current year. But, you you know, you go meet the crazy hacker guy who lives in a junkyard and he gets attacked by these people and you have to help defend his area. And he's got like crazy pyrotechnics and weird traps made out of
1: like... (laughs) <laughs> Does he be? Uh, is he sponsored by Manscaping?
0: Yes, um, but he's got you know really cool like junkyard statues that are like rigged with explosives and automatic turrets and stuff. Like it's ridiculous. Like it has moments like that that are you know bombastic and fun. Um, it's got I think some pretty decent infiltration type missions. The game really puts an emphasis on stealth. Um, I mean, you can go in guns blazing. Absolutely. But the Versus game around. rewards rewards stealth. I mean, occasionally you you do have to. It depends on the mission. There's a couple of later missions where you're essentially assaulting like, um, you know, these these tenement buildings that are filled up with like drug dealers and kinds of people. You're you're chasing after one of like the, you know, the main baddies and he's, you know, holed up in this building. And you you have to assault it. Like, you you do some recon, you do some initial recon, but then, like, the mission, you know, takes over, and it's like, all right, go kill him. And you can't really stealth that.
1: But generally speaking, I feel like the game encourages stealth. Well, one of the early missions, it talks about how, okay, well, I'm going to have to gun up to uh, take on this place, because uh, the local government is uh contracted a bunch of uh armed guards and yeah mercenaries and then you could just go to the back of the building and hack through w- the window it's just yeah uh, i i do feel like the game generally speaking gives you
0: a decent amount of freedom for most missions um some of them are certainly more railroady, but you know a lot of the i guess maybe instead of missions like activities like things that you have to do to advance the plot it's like, well, you know, you could go bust down this place and you could directly, like, steal all of the files, or you could sneak around and take out the guards and then go get the files, or you know, if you go find the correct line of sight, again, not how hacking works, but if you go find the correct line of sight where you can start the sort of, like, or more the, mini
1: game Or the one that they think uh, you should be using, because that's the other thing is that if it's not the right one that they want, <laughs> well, tough luck.
0: Yeah. And I I found and still find those mechanics to be interesting and fun for the most part, at least for a while. I don't know if I have the patience to sit through and play the entire game now like I did then. But generally speaking, I found most of the open world mechanics to be fun enough to keep me playing way back when. Now, um, honestly,
1: I had more fun with the open world than I did the missions, but uh, that's more because... I got frustrated with the, the missions where, if you wanted to stealth in, there was a couple times I wanted to, uh, uh, essentially stun the guard. I had the upgrade where, uh, if uh, certain if some guards have communications where you could uh, stun them by basically just overloading the earpiece and you sneak up behind them and beat the living daylights out of them with your nightstick, right? I would just have times where it would suddenly, uh, the hacking reticule uh, would just start uh, freaking out and be bouncing between the guard and the camera, guard and the camera, guard, camera, uh, con- uh, uh, exploit the console. It's just, it just felt like there it, uh, there was a way that they could have done that a little bit m- more intuitively. And mind you, I, I, I bounced between the keyboard and mouse and the controller uh, for games like this, where if I'm having to do some more, uh, fi- uh, yeah, fine driving, I'll go to the controller. But yeah, you know, this was with keyboard and mouse, and I was having trouble actually getting it to behave what I wanted to hack. And I found the combat to be annoying, because if you had uh, anything beyond the silenced pistol, which also, honestly was kind of overkill.
0: I mean, the silenced pistol is by far the best weapon yeah. in the
1: game. Yeah, it just sounds pistol, uh, <laughs> snipe them. Yeah, uh, if you it, the assault rifle that they basically tell you uh, you're going to need this, absolutely terrible because there's so much recoil, uh, even burst firing it, and all the uh, all the unlocks to be able to you know, focus on the combat tree to uh, make it better ish is like behind story missions and. Uh, Side objectives.
0: <laughs> yeah. Although, I have to say, unlocking the weapons in the game instead of paying for them with real money. Yeah, but this was also, what, 2009, 2010? Uh, Watch Dogs released in 2014. It was supposed oh. to release in 2013. Actually, I think it was supposed to release in 2012 and then 2013, and then it actually released in 2014.
1: Well, you do know that they had DLC for this, right, though?
0: Yeah, I know. But I, I got um, I went around and did all of the QR codes when I not this time when I played it the first time. And that gives you a Thompson submachine gun, which is an excellent weapon. Uh, not as good as the silenced pistol, but better than like the assault rifle and the, like the heavy machine gun and stuff like that. Like less recoil, same power, same range. Good gun.
1: I just couldn't be bothered uh, with really any of uh, that. I just was trying to uh, you know, play a bit of the game, and it, there was... Uh, it has this kind of mixture of uh, the idea of the living city, but then they have the same clips playing over and over again, right? Yeah. I think the idea is that you're supposed to be constantly on the move, so if you don't sit in one spot, you know, it does feel a lot more lively than... Well, I I can't comment on GTA 5, but yeah, like how GTA 4, it feels like it's all actors in the city. And I will give uh, Watch Dogs credit there, where it does feel more like a living city. But if you stop anywhere and start paying attention, the illusion kind of falls away, you know? Yeah. Uh, The the fact that NPCs don't seem to give a damn if you're sitting there uh, running around in their... (laughs) Uh, <laughs> their lawn while they're sitting there playing basketball, right?
0: Yeah,
1: or hitting the same lawns over and over again.
0: I'm trying to think what else I I really feel like is worth mentioning. I mean the the story, the gist of the story, you know, like you talked about in the beginning, it was like the main character, his something that he did got his niece killed. Basically, and the, uh, he's hell bent on getting revenge. Yeah, trying, he like, was a tone for that.
1: Uh, I, I think he was trying to steal from a bunch of uh big uh banker, you know, big uh socialites uh with his buddy, what was it? Damien? Uh the cripple. Uh yeah, the 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 one that uh uh was the one that actually was threatening your sister at least at the beginning to try to get your attention because yeah. You know, that that's definitely not going to piss them off, right? Yeah. Uh but it, it's just it feels like there's the bones of a really, really good game there. But because it's Ubisoft, yo, know, it's kind of half baked, right? Yeah, I thought that it was okay. Um,
0: several years ago, me really liked this game. And I know I really liked this game. Um, it was still, I, I hadn't gotten big in, back into PC gaming, you know, more modern PC game. I hadn't gotten bet, back big into that. And it was one of the better console or one of the better Xbox One games I had played at the time, because at that point, 2014, I had played uh, Forza 5 and some like Xbox Live Arcade stuff, because that still existed at the time. A few hold over 360 games that I was trying to finish. And then Wolfenstein, which Wolfenstein, in hindsight, better game. But I kind of thought of them like sort of on par with each other, just in different ways at the time. <laughs> But um, you know, I I three four years ago I'd have said, oh yeah, Watch Dogs was was good. I enjoyed that game. It full throated recommend. Um, now though, I think it's fine. It's certainly a game that is of its time. It's not.
1: It, it is definitely a game.
0: Yeah, it's it's definitely a game because of it, a, its age. It lacks some of the modern sort of bullshit, but also because of its age, it lacks a lot of the polish that has come to be a part of this genre as sort of devs have you know gone back to this well over and over and over again and while it you know gets stale they do perfect certain things or get better at certain things and it's lacking that polish um it lacks a clear and directed story but there's enough variety and things in there that i think are fun um but as someone who's less concerned with the specific mechanics of the game, I can overlook, overlook a lot of its mediocreness in that respect and not really care too much about it because, you know, I was having fun. But I think that, you know, for you, and I think for anyone out there who listens that is a more mechanically oriented gamer, probably not good because it doesn't do a lot of things very well from a mechanical standpoint.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, you pretty much nailed it on. Uh, For me, uh, there's, it's kind of a mixture of uh, not a lot of depth on a lot of things, Uh, but also the fact that what is there just feels frustrating at times. Yeah. And the fact that I'm forced to go into uh, trying to think of uh, what particular sign missions that the combat stuff was locked behind. Like one of it was one of the early story missions. You you can't unlock the second tier. Until you uh, complete this story mission, but then if you want to do this, uh, it, you have to go do another, you know, a side story or a side mission, and it just uh, it, it felt like it was artificially inflating uh, the unlocks and trying to force me out of what I wanted to do to spend points elsewhere. Yeah, and that's not saying that there's a ton of unlocks to be perfectly honest. The skill trees are actually very short. They're uh, wide, sure, but there's not a lot of depth there unless there's more that gets added there's, on later. There's more that gets added as you go. Uh, okay. One of
0: the things one of the ways that the game adds stuff to that is as as the story progresses, you get progressively sort of larger hideouts. Um, and then you get like a one really big like warehouse that you expand. And as you expand it, you get new things for your character to unlock and progress. And, and new abilities, new Which equipment.
1: Is- which is still not great because, you know, it's more, you know, just ground at that point. And, oh, I got to get to that point to do that, right? Yeah. I, it's
0: about the midway point in the game. You get, like, the big warehouse, and that becomes your home base for the rest of the game um, and has all yeah, yeah, to the, sticks the high in too. it. <laughs> Probably. I, I, I
1: mean, he said they're sleeping in his jacket. You know, that... You, you know, you, you could... I don't think it was the wooden animation of his uh, sister... I think it's the fact that he reeks, or she just, you know, doing this you know, kind of hover hug.
0: <laughs> yeah. Know? He's like, oh, you're gross. I don't want to take touch you. Please take a shower.
1: Yeah. Her, his poor nephew, uh, he's not traumatized to the point that he can't talk. He just uh, knows that if he opens his mouth, the stink, <laughs> the stench.
0: <laughs> but. You know, the the biggest thing for me, I think, honestly, on whether or not I would recommend this game it, or encourage people to play it or not, is just Ubisoft itself. Like, I keep, you know, I came back to that. I, I mentioned it when we, you know, put this game on the list. Every time Ubisoft comes up, even casually on the show, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, Ubisoft, the company that sexually harassed people for years and, and hit it, you know, and like all of that jazz. Like, I just can't, like, with a game that, even though it but it it's okay, they, however, they,
1: they highlight the fact that there's a transgender person uh, uh, on a line of code somewhere.
0: Yes, but the game, you know, even though it, it lacks a certain amount of unity, it still attempts to be very, you know, very woke or whatever, you know, and especially for, for the time, like, when this game was first being developed, um... You know, even though it, it's so weird, like it feels so recent, but yet also it was like a decent amount of time ago, you know, in terms of like how much progress had been has been made and, you know, how th- certain things or how lots of things have just become much more open and acceptable discuss t- to discuss and Watch Dogs, You know, the game kind of preaches this message of, you know, let's let's take a look at these you know, underprivileged people. Let's take a look at these. Yeah, but remember they don't minorities. Let's right. But it's like let's you know let's take a look at all these people and let's like shine a light on the fact that like oh yeah hey they're people with lives too just like everyone else. Like you know let's be cool with it, them. and make accounts to steal them, from. Right, and make accounts to steal from. But you know that that's the message that the game is preaching: sort of equality. And fairness and, you know, etc. And it's like, oh, yes, the company that made this is sexist and racist and, you know, abusive. And like, for me, that just makes it a lot less enjoyable. You know, I, if if you're looking for something to do, if you want something to do or perhaps something that's from, from this conversation has made you think, oh, yeah, I'd really like to play that, you know, knock yourself out. Go crazy. I think the game is, you know, a, like I said, a decent amount of fun. It's fine for what it is. And I, I still enjoyed playing it when I, you know, when I played it, I had a good time. I just, you know, I've beat it before. I wasn't interested in, like, playing it a ton again. But, you know, I can't say that you should buy this game. It's It's been free a couple times in a couple places. If you've gotten it free or if you already own it, you know, where you purchased it, like, that's fine. But otherwise, uh... You know, you want to check it out. Maybe just raise the Jolly Roger for it. That's all I'm
1: saying. Pirate's life for me. Yarg. You got any final thoughts? Uh, I think you pretty much uh, covered everything I wanted to say. Sweet. All right.
0: Well, um, that's that's Watchdogs. It's it's sure is a thing.
1: Yeah, it's um, a thing. <laughs> so for I'm disp- not sure. If, I'm not sure if I wanted to cover the second one now <laughs> after playing this one.
0: Although I've never I do play the, the second th- one.
1: Second one's supposed to be a lot more wacky. Which might actually work for the game. Yeah. But speaking of wacky things. Yeah. Uh, So for our December Game Club, which
0: the intent is to have that episode on uh, the... Let me pull up the calendar here. December the 28th would be when we record that episode. um, Is Forza Horizon 5. Um, We've been playing it... Yeah, oh.
1: you you think we haven't been playing it, right? <laughs> yeah, no, we've been playing it for about a month, um, and it's a game that really needs a fair amount of time, and it's honestly something I've been playing whenever, just when I was sick and hopped upon uh, cough medicine. Yo, all right, uh, time to go drifting. <laughs> yep. Oh, I'm drifting already. Um, Forza Horizon
0: Five is on Game Pass, so if you have Xbox Game Pass, you can check that out uh, at uh, no additional cost. Or-
1: See,
0: yes, um, and then otherwise you can buy it anywhere that PC games are sold. Uh, I think I mean you can buy it directly through the Microsoft app or the store. Um, you can buy it on Steam. Um, I don't know what uh, other and
1: it actually does support crossplay from the Xbox uh, to the PC. Yeah, so so convoy, convoy. Um, one thing that
0: was asked. Uh, of me when I was playing Star Wars the other night by Jim was that uh, asked if we would put the game actually in and in, in the date when we intend to uh, talk about it in the game club discussion okay. discord chat
1: yeah I started to do that then nobody really commented so I kind of dropped doing that um, he said it, w- it was just
0: a good reminder
1: All right, the, the dog is barking uh, you do you want to do that now while we're-
0: uh you can while we're thinking about it or talking about it okay. or I can. I'm not I don't have Discord no. front and center right now. Oh, no, I have it. Okay. So yeah, uh, our next game club Forza Horizon 5. Um so, speaking though of Ubisoft and its misconduct, uh Ubisoft admits its handling of misconduct lost some workers' trust. <laughs> right? Like, yeah, of course. Of course it did. Um there have been, you know, sort of very broadly speaking for the last year, year and a half after the news first broke on Ubisoft, there have been groups internally working um on, you know, raising awareness and trying to make changes within the company. Um there's a Twitter what is it, a Twitter handle? Um, It's like, A Better Ubisoft, or something like that.
1: Hang on, let me Sorry, I was posting on the Discord uh, uh, Jim's suggestion, so uh, for Horizon 5, December 28th.
0: Yeah. So here it is. It's it's, um, ABU, A Better Ubisoft. Um, It says, current and former Ubisoft employees demanding real permanent changes. Tweets do not reflect the opinions of Ubisoft. So, uh for i I don't think this is in the news article this is just stuff that i know like to provide context so you know these groups have been or this group has been working for the better part of a year to um, both raise awareness of what actually went on to try and keep it a more current topic because unfortunately both on the internet and in games journalism like news becomes old really quickly um and then is working to make changes in the company um and really they're asking for sort of bare minimum like zero tolerance policies and um representation and you know things such as that that you know to me are a, new, a no-brainer but you know to a corporation even it, you know even giving an inch like even giving the bare minimum is too much for them um so this is a, an article that just covers a um a, a sort of shallow, uh, shallow is not the way way to look at it. Sort of a, a quick general glance. over,
1: inner uh, overlook of it all.
0: huh? Yeah, of yes, a general overview of what's been going on for the last year or so, um, and not a lot is happening or being done. And I mean, I-
1: they they make shallow promises, but when they're given an opportunity, well, if you could go back and change things, uh, what would you do? We're, f- we're focusing on uh looking forward to what we could do, right?
0: yeah, let's see. Where's the thing that I'm looking for? Hang on um so they workers at or employees at Ubisoft have written an open letter um where they issue demands to their to management management um for example, stop promoting and moving known offenders from studio to studio team to team with no repercussions
1: yeah <laughs> um. They realize they're the Catholic Church.
0: Hey-o. but then it, it's
1: like Ubisoft's
0: response is is to say like, well, we don't do that. Anyone at the company who has been reported for misconduct has been investigated. If they're still at Ubisoft, they were either exonerated or sanctioned. But it's you know. There's a lot of of evidence, like hard evidence, that they were doing this, and they just like flat out deny it, like hoping that nobody actually goes and looks up the proof, you know. And so workers and. Um, it, at the very least, some quote unquote gamers in the community, you know, don't trust or believe Ubisoft don't think anything is going to change. And I'm sort of like, well, yeah, of course, like, of course, you're not going to believe that somebody is making changes when they continually make promises that they don't keep. So,
1: I mean, sorry, uh, I, I got the, a little. Uh, yeah, I mean, the latest one is just, yo, uh, Kartic uh it's now clear that he do. It was happening the entire time and had actively covered it up. And, uh, then there was calls for his resignation and the seat and the board said, eh, no, we like him. We want to keep him. Yeah.
0: Well, that's, I mean, Kodak is Activision as opposed to Ubisoft, yeah. but certainly the two companies, i uh, sorry. Yeah. You uh, know, being big in the, in the news headlines for yeah. the same kind
1: of stuff. And yeah, it's yeah, even mentioned of, in this yeah, article. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I got it screwed up. Uh, I saw the article in brain fart. Yeah,
0: Ubisoft's you know big bad is Yves Jumeau. Jumeau, mm-hmm. Yves Jumeau. I think that's how you pronounce his name. A Frenchman, um, who is their CEO, who either you know knew about the sexual assault allegations yeah, were and tr- covered all them parallels
1: up. parallels, and I just kind of jumped on it.
0: Yeah. But a common theme in this is like the, you know, the company heads who, you know, there's no way they couldn't have not known unless they were incredibly incompetent at their, at their job. So it's like, well, either you knew and you at best didn't do anything or at worst helped to cover it up or you're extremely incompetent at your job. Why are you still there? You know, it's it, there's no good answer, you know, it's malice or ignorance. Take your pick. Maybe both. I was going to say, why not both? But yeah, this is, this is just kind of an overview of what's happened at Ubisoft. And providing uh, it's just a, that
1: headline that kind of got me, you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: The, the headline is like, well, no shit, of course.
1: But it's okay. Uh, at E3, they had a bunch of furries dancing, so it's all better now. I do like the furries dancing. Actually, they didn't even have it that much. They didn't have it at all last year, did they?
0: No, I don't think so. I'm hoping the furries return.
1: Along with Miss Tyler?
0: (laughs) Yes. I like Aisha Tyler. I know a lot of people don't, and that's fair. She seems like she's got a very abrasive personality. But, um, I like her. I think she's neat.
1: How about a a furry dancing on the stage, and they rip off the uh, head, and it is her? (laughs) Oh, I would squeal like a little girl and then faint. And then they play, yeah. Is there a queen uh, a major queen song that they haven't danced to yet? Um have they done Killer Queen? Uh yeah. Pretty they sure the, they have. They did Don't Stop Me Now.
0: Um Yeah, I don't know. There's probably one that they haven't done. Only Was one I that can that think
1: one. of is Bohemian Rhapsody, but That's, that's fine. That's... They could they can make that work. <laughs> They're eccentric enough, they'd figure it out. Uh, you, uh Ubisoft furries or just furries in general?
0: Yes. Just just fairies in general. Um, but okay, let's let's maybe try to go towards something that's a little more uh, of a direct line. Cause that one uh, I recognize I got a little rambly once or twice. Yeah. My apologies. But I mean
1: that one's kind of just a general overview of what we've already known and just yeah. so yeah. uh hey, how about oh uh, well, that's not better news, but uh go for it. This is your thing
0: playstation vp fired after being caught by pedophilia sting operation um so yeah whoops um so let's see a senior playstation i'm just gonna kind of read this for a second um to get give an overview Uh, a senior playstation executive has been fired from sony following an amateur sting operation that allegedly proved he was attempting to engage in sexual activity with a minor YouTube channel People vs Preds posted a video featuring George Casapio, Senior Vice President of Engineering oh, for PlayStation bokeh. Network, allegedly wanting to meet with a 15-year-old boy. So that's that's the gist of of what happened. Um, and just, boy, that's one of the only sort of cardinal sands you could commit as a corporate executive that would get you fired. It's like you get caught with your hand in the cookie jar... They'll get you for that, cause you know, obviously money is the most important thing. And then you get caught do you know being a pedophile. But I mean, geez, Sony, guys, I don't know. My so my 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 initial thoughts are like ob, they're sort of the obvious part of like, fuck this guy for wanting well, I mean don't, because he is a pedophile. But you know, fuck this guy because he's trying to, you know, groom minors. Um, I, I watched the, the, the video and and looked into some more of the backstory and, and as is it often goes with this sort of thing, there's evidence that this guy was trying to groom the person who was pretending to be, you know, the teenager. Um very manipulative language, as you know, you might have seen in in any of these, you know, sort of shows or um cases or any you know depending on you know, like true crime stuff like whatever like you know very very much you know grooming language manipulative language trying to convince this kid to to come over an exchange of uh you know sexually explicit f- photos um and other you know sexually explicit content with each other and then inviting the kid over and then of course like it shows up and it's like these people with a camera and like you can see like instantly like dude knows he's fucked and he closes the door and they're like, no. or like,
1: or like a fucking,
0: <laughs> right? But, and you know, he like immediately is trying to close the door and they're like shoving the camera in his face, like, no, dude, you were, you were thought it was a 15 year old boy. We got all this. We got you. You know, that whole deal. Um, it's no matter what, right? I, I don't necessarily want to point fingers at Sony at them being like, how could you have not known? Because no matter what, there are always going to be a certain amount of people who slip through the cracks. And the more someone is in power, sort of from a sociological perspective, the more power someone has, the more they're willing to try to push the balance of what they can do with that power. Not necessarily everyone who has power in some way is like corrupt and evil, but it ups your chances of being that. Sort of the phrase, like, power corrupts um, is... You know, it's an anecdote, but it's or uh, it's cliche, but cliches exist because they're true more often than not. So my guess is, is that he might have always had some underlying tendencies, you know, in his in his youth, middle aged. And once he started to get some power, you know, started to exercise that, did it once or twice, got away with it, was emboldened, you know, so on and so forth, you know, sort of this cycle like. This is definitely not the first, and if he hadn't been caught and it was an actual like teenager he had been grooming, wouldn't have been the last, unfortunately. so you know, good on Sony for just like straight up firing him um you know, like you, we see companies protect sex pests all the time. It's just uh, you see know,
1: previous uh news story
0: right, but it's just like you broke the rule. It's like, you know, don't do kids like. Young, younger people to take advantage of, sure. But actual, you know, minors, don't, that's, you know, that's breaking one of the cardinal rules. Like, you get caught with that, you face the consequences. And dude is facing some consequences, so good on that for not letting him get away with that. Mm-hmm. But,
1: you know. Although it may, does make you wonder if they would have protected him otherwise, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> does, I'm not aware if Sony has any of these, you know, scandals,
1: I know, I know. There's just that kind of distrust that I have these days. Yeah. Obvious reasons.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Excuse me. But, um, yeah, it's just, I don't know how much more there is to say. I don't know if you have anything else that you want to say, but it's like situation is, is messed up. And at the very least, you know, he got his, his due consequence on that. Um, he has been, it, the, the people, the the YouTube channel. What did I say their name was? Um.
1: um
0: uh. Do, people versus preds? Yeah. Um. Yeah.
1: This is a pretty new channel too.
0: Yeah. Uh, allegedly, they have reported this to the police already, and so you know we'll see where that goes and what happens with that. Hopefully, he he also suffers consequences as well. You know, legally speaking, not just losing his livelihood, but as yeah. a VP. Uh, of something at Sony, I'd imagine he's
1: now, I'm not he's- seeing a ton of scandals from Sony outside yeah, you know, the usual right, yeah. The biggest
0: scandals that I can think of for Sony are the ones that involves like their leaks and their data breaches, mm-hmm. yeah, and, you know,
1: a- and their rootkits. Don't forget that because well, th- that's the other thing is that Sony is a massive company, <laughs> right? yeah, so uh, a lot of times there's a lot of the right hand doesn't know what the left hand's doing. Yeah, isn't Sony one of the companies that sued themselves? Uh, I don't
0: know. I didn't know a company had ever sued themselves, but I would believe it.
1: Uh, yeah, it's, they sued themselves in two thousand. Sony versus Sony.
0: <laughs> Good job, Sony. You did it. But uh, yeah,
1: yeah. It's, uh, Sony threatened to sue company that uh, goaded it to sue over uh, black PlayStation replacement plates. As well, that's a kind of a uh, another kind of dick move, but nowhere near yeah what we're used to. Yeah. So, eh. so you ready to to move on? Yeah.
0: So, serious topic to something we can laugh at.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, Cyberpunk 2077 will be seen as a very good game, says CD Projekt Red. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, by who? People that uh, suffered uh, severe head trauma?
0: Yeah, maybe. Well, that's Eventually. people that never
1: encountered a video game. People that are heavily, heavily, heavily invested in your company.
0: People that are heavily medicated.
1: Um, uh, it's a uh, retrospectives of the uh, of a year since Cyberpunk is released, and uh, the general consistency is it's better but it still feels unfinished it still feels rushed it still feels like there's stuff missing one of the videos i've seen uh, since yeah, putting this in and just kind of flipping through is that it feels like an early access game which is kind of damning isn't it
0: yeah the the um the first sentence of this article i think really sums up its entirety quite well it's a cd project red president Adam. Oh God, K- Kikiaski has defended Cyberpunk 2077 after a rocky first year, according to Kirk Captain Kirk. That's that's <laughs> what I'm going to call him now. According to Captain Kirk, Cyberpunk 2077 will eventually be seen as a very good game as technology improves and the studio works on the game's issues. So
1: they're basically hoping to eventually pull a No Man's Sky, which yeah, good on them for eventually fixing it. But you know what really get uh, gets some good publicity? Not doing it in the first place. Yeah, not messing it up in the first place. It does feel like uh, Cyberpunk released about three or four years too early, doesn't it?
0: Yep. And I will say to anyone either listening or who ha- even you know who has no idea who we are and just living their life, like if you genuinely enjoy it and have enjoyed it, that's awesome. You know, I'm, gra- You're I'm wrong, glad. Wrong, but. I'm not even going to say that. Like, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad that your experience wasn't either so impaired that you couldn't enjoy it. Or perhaps you were, you know, very fortunate in the fact that you didn't have, you know, those, some of those negative experiences. Or or maybe they were,
1: maybe they were the ones that were impaired. You know, saying they're just drinking after work.
0: Yeah. Well, Hey, you know, whatever you got to do to, to get through the cold, dark bleakness of existence. Uh, And cyberpunk. I won't judge, but, um, but, you know, like, good for those people. For everyone else, though, like, yeah, I I don't think about Cyberpunk at all, except when it comes up kind of like this. I'm like, oh, yeah, Cyberpunk, that game.
1: Yeah, yeah that huh. released. Air
0: yeah, Post that was kind released. of the thing
1: is that I? it was kind of uh, one of those games that was constantly off of the horizon, yo. I, I wasn't really hyped for it, but I was interested to see what they did with it, you know? Yeah. Because... Uh, the cyberpunk genre, not cyberpunk, yeah, you know, big C, but cyberpunk little C, has a lot of really interesting themes that you could explore, and a lot of areas that gaming really hasn't done a ton with. And prior to this, CD Projekt Red had a lot of uh, trust and you know, general support going into it. After you know the Witcher series, the w- first Witcher game was rough. But there were some good ideas that they fleshed out in the second game. And then the the third game, they expanded upon it and was generally viewed as a positive experience. Yeah. And then they released this. Which is, I think... uh, Basically just to cash in on all the goodwill for a quick buck. Yes. And also, worse than The Witcher 1. Which is saying something, because... Witcher One was really rough and convoluted, and uh, it's one of those games that there are some design decisions that just doesn't make sense in the long run of things. It it very much feels like, yeah, there was we should do this because it uh, is cool, but not because it would make for a good gameplay experience, particularly the combat styles in that game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you weren't in, if you wasn't in the proper stance, you were basically going to get murdered. Yeah, you were and, doing
0: way less damage to enemies if you weren't in the proper stance.
1: And there was, also, honestly, between a couple of them, really no indication of which one you should be using until you know, you fail a few times. Yeah, I remember the first time uh, that really hit me was, uh, I think it was like towards the end of the very first uh, area. You get attacked by a pack of dogs, so yeah you go to the to the group st- or the other group stance and uh, oh, wrong one, you should be in the quick stance time to uh, time to die, <laughs> right, yeah, so
0: um, but yeah, I mean, maybe cyberpunk will eventually be a good game, and yeah you
1: 2077. know
0: <laughs> I mean good on them if they get there, I guess, but I don't know if I'll ever play it. I guess if and, it comes
1: to Game Pass. And, and that's the thing is that uh, nobody should be buying it on their promise that they'll fix it because they're the ones that released it broken in the first place. Yep. Never buy anything on a promise. At least not in video games. I mean, hell, even early access. Buy it for what it is at the time. Not for... Well, we have a roadmap of all the cool things we want to do. I would say Kickstarter is a little different. Because you are literally buying a promise there. But that's also, don't treat it as an investment. Treat it as essentially an extremely early uh, pre-order for an idea that you want to exist. Yeah. At least for video games. Probably the only place I would actually condone uh, a pre-order. But even then, be very cautious and you know, beware of bloat. Yep. If it looks like the project needs a, a, you know, about a handful of Tums, run.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I don't um,
1: I don't know what else to say good luck, I guess oh, uh, better be uh, careful there might be a company out there called good luck you're gonna get sued <laughs> oh,
0: I see what you did there Yosef or Joseph fares it takes two is hit by Take
1: 2 Claim. So oh, this is uh the developer of Brothers a Tale 2 uh, uh, or sorry Brothers a uh, Two Sons. Uh well the, uh, uh, the article was a little odd. It's Brothers a Tale 2 Sons. But also he uh, has done a few other games uh, a Way Out uh, was the other one that really was critically acclaimed and It Takes Two is a uh, uh, a co-op focus game about a divorced pair that you know it's from the idiom you know it takes two to tango you know it's you know you have to work together and take two interactive saw this and thought we should sue them yeah i do I I, i'm i'm mixed on this because i understand the reasoning behind it because it's the way that Trademark and patents work in the U.S. Is that you have to defend your patent. And Take-Two has. Uh, filings for Rockstar, Social Club, Mafia. Civilization. Take-Two obviously. or uh, Trademark claims. And if you do not defend your trademark claim. It chips more and more away at your own rights. At your own claim to your company's name. However, they are also being dicks about it. Yeah,
0: I don't... I mean, you know, it would have to go to a court of law, and maybe it actually will end up in court. Maybe it won't. I don't know. I don't think that it would hold up in court. I think that a lawyer could easily prove, like, yeah, this is not actually infringing on their trademark or their copyright because, you know, it's a distinct product, whereas this is a company... You know, or a brand like they're they're two different things. Like I think it could pretty easily. Game,
1: so yo, it definitely is not take two,
0: right? Um, I but I do think it could be pretty easily demonstrated that this is not an infringement of trademark or copyright or other you
1: know intellectual property by another name. Um, yeah, but that takes a lot of money, and Take Two has a lot of money because they have that Rockstar money, right? Whereas this developer doesn't have that level of money. I mean, he has uh, you know, uh, coked up uh, on the Game Awards money, right? <laughs> right. Sometimes has, that's all he you has, need. Yes, fuck the Oscars money. Uh, but, I mean, if Take-Two really wanted to, they could license the... Yeah, you know, throw a license to them for a dollar. You know? Which we've seen this before. But we've also seen the flip side of it, where Bethesda sues Mojang because they are seeing a game with the name Scrolls in it. Right? Yeah. yeah. So it's just... Uh, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I right, hear some other ones. Uh, a Beijing company's trademark on the brand Star Rocks, the name of clothing behind Max Payne. Uh, th- they have that as well. They, of course, have Rockstar. Which, uh, I think like a rockstar is a, a brand uh, behind uh, uh, music books for law performances. Abandoned, uh, is trademarked, uh, after tra- uh, take two's, uh, abandoned after a, tra- a trademark from take two's legal claim. I mean, it's just, uh, this article, cl- uh, shows take two's been going after this for quite a while. It's just the first we've really heard of, but yeah, it's yeah. been kind of behind the scenes. Rockstar Axe Throwing, a f- uh, Florida based axe throwing company is trying to oppose take two's trademark grab although uh one of uh, many now calling this messy series of <laughs> things i mean really right yeah Rockstar axe throwing kind of kind of makes me want to go outside of it being florida you know uh, yeah
0: covid uh, ville running into florida man <laughs> uh don't worry i would have an axe that's true you would so it would almost be a fair fight. Florida Man would <laughs> only have a slight edge. I'm a cripple with an axe
1: versus Florida Man. Who wins? The viewers. Right. So. Yeah, it looks like uh, there's been quite a few challenges, according to this article, that, you know, like I said, we just didn't really hear about because it's just you know, outside of our normal wheelhouse. Because I got to be honest, I don't pay a lot of attention to Take-Two because they make me feel uh, scummy, you know? It feels like I need to take a long, hot shower. <laughs> yeah, much like, uh you know, after a play session of uh, with you, Yeah, you
0: know. I was gonna say, <laughs> kind of like, a, if I'd been making kissy faces at you.
1: Like I said, save, save it for Sean.
0: Got plenty to go around, my friend.
1: Well, you don't need to practice. You got it down pat.
0: Um, Yeah. Circling all the way back around, I, I do agree with you that, and with, like, understanding the reasoning that they're using i vehemently believe that they're wrong to do this and wrong in the way they're going about it but who knows
1: but that is take two interactive for you right yeah so off to community corner which yeah was sent in by jim and i did we do have a second article on the show notes just to have a little bit of variety as well if yeah. you wish to uh, send in something from the community quarter, you can do so at at gmail.com, or tweet us to Podcast or do like Jim did, and go to the Discord and drop it there. Indeed. Drop it like,
0: I don't know, it's hot or something.
1: Uh, uh, drop it like I did Watchdogs.
0: Dogs. hi So yeah, game developer accuses real-life weapons manufacturer of stealing its gun design, dot, 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 twice. Uh, and that gun man or weapon manufacturer is Kalashnikov. Zuntite. of of the Kalashnikov
1: of one of the most copied <laughs> weapons in one yeah uh, one of, yeah, one of video the games. most
0: copied weapons of all time. Not only in video games but also IRL. Tons um, and tons and tons of weapons have been either just straight ripped off from the AK 47 or at the very least based on pieces or parts of it, you know, and it has interchangeable like receivers and things from other weapons.
1: Yeah. But AK 47 is also uh, one of the most, most well-known guns in the world too. So, right.
0: Yeah. I would say that the AK 47 is the most well-known going and the well-known gun in the world. Mm-hmm. Or most misidentified. <laughs> yeah. The only other gun that I can think of that would be more identified wouldn't really be a specific gun per se, but I would imagine a shotgun. Mm -hmm. Like, shotgun is probably the most identified, you know, gun, or just like a generic handgun. But specifically, you know, if you get specific, I think the AK-47, most well-known firearm in the world. But anyways, immediately off, off, uh, target. You're welcome. Um... So let's see there's there's two I pulled I grabbed the both articles from the show notes, so there's
1: yeah, I'm looking uh, at the tech craptor one it has a side by side of the two guns or one pair of them, and gotta admit that there are similarities, but also don't know guns enough that I could say, yeah, this is definitely it because I'm looking at things like the stock and thinking, yeah yeah, that looks a uh, quite a bit different, but then just uh, right
0: yeah I don't. No, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not like a gun expert or a gun nut or whatever, but I've handled plenty of firearms in my life and, um, you know, think guns are neat, but I, I would like, I wouldn't look at these two firearms and be like, oh yeah, those look, look, you know, one of those was based on the other one for sure. Like I
1: couldn't do that. Yeah. Now the IGN does have a slideshow of individual features. But once again, it's some of it is very telling. Like individual accents, for lack of a better term.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, like a, a particular marking on uh, the body of the gun. Uh, the fact that both of them have quick release stocks, even though they are of different designs or fairly different designs, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, a indent, uh, around, uh, the, uh, uh, slide for the, eject- uh, for the ejector.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at the IGN slideshow. I mean, some of these
1: are rather compelling, and then there's others of, uh, quick release stock. I mean, right? Quick,
0: uh, yeah, quick release stocks are pretty common, um... You know, I wouldn't say they're ultra common, but they're common enough. Like that included feature, I would say, would not be you know a leg to stand on in terms of like you know uh, copying a design. Maybe you know, maybe there's something about it that we can't see or you know lack the knowledge to be able to recognize. But you know, maybe it is. But I mean, these do seem to be pretty similar. But a gun is is fairly basic, and, like, yes, there have been radical firearms designs, but generally speaking, like, you've got, you know, a pretty set shape to work with, I mean, and... I it goes in, before it comes out. Right. I mean, you, you have to have a stock, and a trigger, and some type of way to contain the round, usually in a magazine. On a shotgun, you get two magazines most of the time, you know, and um most modern firearms have rail systems on top of them, even shotguns. So that's pretty common these days. Um, you know, that not necessarily to me, to my knowledge would be considered like copying a design. So I think that where they would have to go to prove it is, is to look at those very specific minute details of like, uh, ah, the yes.
1: so uh, like on this six, uh, Uh, Image uh, slideshow that second one, that's more compelling to me than the quick release stock, right?
0: Yeah, similar, a very similar, you know, sort of pattern. Which I can't tell in the picture, the um, real weapon picture, Mm -hmm. what that's supposed to be. Like that looks like a safety switch, Mm -hmm. or you know, a safety toggle on the image from the game, and maybe that's. Maybe the, the picture's just not showing it well, and maybe that's exactly what it is, but mm-hmm. it just looks like a flat piece on the
1: gun with the
0: that the design yeah. element.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's more compelling to me, like I said. Uh, same for the fourth one. It's There's not a lot there, but it's the same general shape, but right? Uh, some of yeah. these do feel like reaching though, honestly. Yeah. I could just be, you know, I'm not, not a gun enthusiast, so you know, I can't say, "Oh yeah, well, this is a, a very rare design uh, you know, combination." And nobody makes sights like this in real life because of this reason.
0: Yeah, but the places
1: I shoot guns is in video games. Actually, matter of fact, all of them. Yeah, and in watchdogs Dogs, I shoot them poorly because I hadn't unlocked the skill trees yet. Yeah, so I don't.
0: I don't know what was the second article, or were both of them just sort of different takes uh, on the exact same uh, uh, of info? The
1: same uh, takes on the uh, on the se- or different takes on the same info, really. Gotcha. Uh, basically, I was trying to get a, a second uh, take on things because uh, IGN it's, they they like to repeat the same thing over and over again.
0: Yeah, I guess I'll I'll just say in kind of conclusion to this is like there is a possibility that it's mm-hmm. copied, and I'm just not seeing it because I don't know exactly what to look for exactly how to measure like oh yes you have this element has x number of you know common points with this other one so that means it's likely to have been copied or something you know like but it is i think interesting to watch it unfold i feel like they can make like a reality series out of this somehow if it was like the early to mid 2000s there would be a a reality series like uh you know it'll be
1: interesting to see the the follow-up on this yeah. Because I really expect there to be a follow-up of some sort. Same. Now, and uh, it, it does feel like half the IGN article is the game developer also being pissed that a similar gun is being produced when they wanted to be the first game to make, to have their fake gun be made into a real one. Which I'm not even sure if that's a, a thing, because I'm pretty sure there's been a few Call of Duty editions of... Uh, their guns, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I said, not a gun enthusiast, so not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure uh, there's been some Call of Duty and Battlefield editions of their guns, unless you're talking about a completely different, unique gun that's never existed, then, you know, maybe you're splitting hairs. Yeah, but
0: I don't know. Like you said, you know, I expect this to there to be another development on this. um probably by the time that this episode is up and people are listening to it, I'm like, yeah, I expect something to come out. Like I expect something will have already come out
1: mm-hmm. by by Friday, but yeah, maybe somebody more knowledgeable than us could uh, have a look at this and outside of a couple it itch- well, I would say that second slot. Uh, but image is the most interesting because yeah there's a mark there for really no reason outside of baby aesthetics but it's just all eh, right
0: yeah 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 all right uh i don't know i i will say it's a neat looking gun
1: and i do appreciate uh uh jim sending this to us even though Absolutely. this is well outside of our, of our wheelhouse
0: yeah i'm Mm, I don't even know if I would go so far as to call myself a gun enthusiast. Like gun enjoyer, is that a title I can have? I enjoy guns when I when I get to when I have them.
1: Uh, sure. Because if Wait. you go a little bit further, you might have to get a red hat for that one.
0: <laughs> oh no, no, thank you. <laughs> we'll pass.
1: Because remember, liberals can't have guns,
0: right? Liberals don't like guns. They gave them all up in the nineties. Um, okay, was that that's the last topic, right? Let me navigate oh. back to the window. Cool beans. Um, yeah, I, I believe I was correct in my no uh, discovery queue section, as I am quite quite sleepy. Um, so and, and dopey and dopey, but never bashful. Never bashful. Never a doc either. Um, Hey, Rage, why don't you uh, hit him with them socials?
1: Well, I've been Caffeine Rage. You can find me occasionally complaining on Twitter, Gaming with CR, And if you'll be my friend on Steam, I'm Caffeine Rage over there. And you've been? Gaming
0: Psychologist. You can find me on the YouTubes by searching for that on Twitter at JMA4707. Um, or you can be friends with me on Discord or Steam by sending a friend request to JR4707.
1: And once again, if you wish to send something to the show, you can do so at Podcast at com. You drop it to the Twitter, uh, Podcast, uh over there. Or if you wish to drop it into Discord, head over to our site, With for a link there, links to all our stuff, uh, the show notes, the RSS feed. If you wish to share the love, or find us on your podcatcher of choice. Our lovely, lovely patrons have made this possible. You can find out more over at patreon.com slash Our intro and outro music is on the ground by Kim McCloy. You can find his work over at incomputech.com and... As always,
0: as his lovely music
1: starts to roll across my voice, bye bye now. See ya. bye bye